This is The Structuring Podcast. Good day and welcome back. This is Terry War, and this is The Structuring Podcast. Today's topic is about the gifting of property at under market value to family and friends and a alternative to that. All right. Well, for some reason, there's been a few posts on the property chat forum about people wanting to transfer property to a relative at a value that is much lower than the market value of the property. So an example might be someone such as Homer who has a investment property valued at $1 million. He's got a loan on it of 400000 and he wants to help his favorite child out, Lisa, by giving her that property in exchange for her taking over the loan. So basically, Homer would be selling the property for 400000 to Lisa, even though it's worth a million dollars. And that is certainly possible. The capital gains tax, however, would be worked out on the market value. And the same with stamp duty. So there'd be no tax saving, no duty saving by transferring it to Lisa for $400,000. So I think a better strategy might be for Homer to sell it to Lisa for $1 million. And then if he really wanted to give it to her for four hundred, he could make a gift of $600,000. Or better still, he could just make an interest-free loan of $600,000 to Lisa. And the advantages of doing this are mainly asset protection. So if Homer transfers a property for under market value to a relative, it could be clawed back if Homer becomes bankrupt. And similar if the gift is made and Homer dies within three years of making the gift. So rather than transferring the property itself for under market value, if he just gives a gift of cash, it's going to be the cash that's clawed back and not the whole value of the property. So that could produce a better outcome for Lisa. There's also the asset protection issue if Lisa suddenly dies. So imagine if Homer gave her the property and then she died a couple of days later. That property would then pass to her spouse if she has one, probably. So Homer might not even like that spouse. So he's basically made a gift of 600000 to him. And that could have been avoided if he had actually loaned Lisa $600,000 instead of doing the under market value transfer. Similar for family law, once a gift is made, it's Lisa's asset. So if her relationship broke down, there was a property settlement, she's got more to lose potentially to her spouse. The other big one is deductibility of interest. So imagine Homer sells it to Lisa for $400,000, she borrows $400,000. And suddenly she decides the property is not right for her. She wants to move and buy a better house to live in while renting that one out. In that case, she could only claim the interest on 400000 However, had he sold it to her for a million, she could have borrowed 800000 and had the excess money in her offset account so that when she did buy the new house, she would have more cash for that and that would produce a lower non-deductible loan and she would have a much higher deductible loan on the property that is now rented out and she, she might even be able to structure it so that she borrows the full one million so she could have even more deductibility of interest 
tied in with that is another advantage of debt recycling. So if Lisa borrowed 800000 she might have 600000 in her offset account and she could then begin debt recycling. So she could pay down the loan, redraw and invest that money and the interest on the loan would then be deductible plus it would be owner-occupied rates. It could still be a loan to Homer, so the 600000 cash could actually be uh, from a interest-free loan from her dad, but she could still debt recycle at the same time. And then there's the borrowing power. So if, if Lisa starts off with a low loan and then suddenly her serviceability is bad, she won't be able to borrow anymore. However, if she starts off with a high loan with the cash in the offset account, she can always debt recycle to borrow further and she could do that even when she doesn't have the serviceability in the future. And probably the most important aspect is Homer maintains some control. So if he's selling at the full value and lending money, he maintains control over that money because it's, it belongs to him. It's a loan. If it's a gift, however, he loses control. But if it's a loan, he has the ability to get the money back in case he changes his mind. And you never know, his circumstances may change, so he may in fact want that money back. Anyway, there are just a few of the things I can think of. There's probably a few more. As usual, don't rely on this as legal advice. Make sure you go out and get your own advice from a lawyer. And both the, the Homer and the Lisa should get separate legal advice in situations like this. All right, that's it for this week. Bye for now. You've been listening to The Structuring Podcast. Check out the show notes for today's episode at www.structuring.com.au forward slash podcast.